This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. I am thrilled to be joined by Eric McLean. From the ACC Network, former Clemson lineman, captain for them on uh, some of their great teams, and he's awesome. So this is the third time he's been on the show, and he's been out to our golf tournament uh, a couple of times as well. And and so uh, I've had lunch with him, so he's just a nice guy. I've sat down with him, got to know him a little bit, uh, and just a, a really cool guy. So you'll enjoy the conversation that we have with him today. So much going on in college football. And so to get him this week with the ACC championship, all the other championship games going on, conference championships on Saturday, a little bit Friday too. Uh, so fun to have him on, especially right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll ask him about Clemson and kind of their season. You know, crazy to think a down season is three losses, but that's the reality in college football. And that's why we're seeing, you know, for other programs when they fire Coaches, you know, even after last year having a good season in Florida, this year, bad Dan Mullen out. You know, LSU, you win a championship a couple years ago, Ed Orgeron out. So it's it's nuts, but Dabo's definitely secure. I'm not I'm not drawing that conclusion. <laughs> um, but it's just that's how college football is. That's the climate that, that we're in. And so as fans, we're trying to navigate it all. Uh, but it's it's been a wild uh, couple of weeks anyway, especially this week, uh, with the coaching carousel. We'll get Eric's thoughts on that. We are brought to you by MediShare. My wife and I, we have been MediShare members for over five years. MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. MediShare is an innovative health care solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. They are the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. And if you are interested in exploring your options, uh, especially since it's open enrollment right now and trying to figure out what you're going to do next year for your family, uh, text the word UNPACK to the number 201201. So text UNPACK to 201 201 and then they'll be able to provide you some information and, and figure out if it's the right fit for you uh, but at least give it a try and, and consider MediShare uh, today so thank you so much to MediShare for being our presenting sponsor here on the Unpacking It podcast all right here we go let's jump into our conversation with Eric and stick around at the end of the interview I'll share my big takeaway 
from what Eric and I discussed. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is ACC Network and ESPN College Football Analyst Eric McLean. He's a former Clemson captain and offensive lineman. He joined the ACC Network in 2019 and played at Clemson from 2011 to 2015, where the Tigers won two conference championships and made a national championship appearance. Eric, it's great to have you back on Unpacking It. How are you? Ah, man, I'm just living the dream. It's championship week, man, in the ACC and across the country. So a big time week. And I'm loving the setup, man. This looks fantastic. You guys are killing it. Man, well, I, I appreciate it. I need I need a, a Clemson item in, in here. So we'll have to. Well, I can take care of you. I can take care of you. Don't worry about that. That's right. So we'll, we'll try to make that happen. But the crazy thing is we got the ACC championship this weekend in Charlotte, where, where, where I am. Uh, but no Clemson this year, so it's a little bit different. But we've got this unique matchup with Pittsburgh and Wake. I mean, who would have thought? What, what are you What are you most excited about regarding this matchup? And, and kind of what are your thoughts on just how surprising it is that these two teams are here? Yeah, well, for starters, I don't think anybody. I think there's only one person that had Pittsburgh winning that side of the, the of the division out of like 40 people. So it's amazing that you know someone got that right, and then on the Atlantic side. Uh, I think it was unanimous Clemson. So it, it's crazy to look at, but this is what we've been calling for, right? Across college football is, man, it's, it's the same old teams. It's so boring. Uh, that's all we get. Well, now, I mean, throughout college football, I mean, you look at Oklahoma, not going to be in their championship. Ohio State, not going to be in their championship. And now Clemson, um, it, it's bonkers. It, it truly is, but it just goes to show you how great college football is. It's the best sport in all of the world. Uh, and it, it's just, it's so fun to watch each and every, each and every Saturday. And now when you look at this matchup between Pitt and Wake Forest, two dynamic offenses, both averaging right about 43 points per game. Uh, so you just hope that that translates and we get fireworks and a fantastic game. Cause man, those two teams can light it up. And uh, a couple of great quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett uh, for Pittsburgh, who I think is the best quarterback in the country. He's wow. been so consistent. His game is just, he's taken it to a place that, I don't think anybody thought he could. I mean, he's thrown more touchdowns this year uh, than he has when you add up every other year of his career together. So he he's taken his game to another level, and it's been so fun to watch it happen. So with these two teams in the championship, does it say more about their two programs or the state of the ACC? What? Because what, what, to me, as someone who you know, I'm a Charlotte guy, I'm an ACC guy. This is just it's mind boggling that these are the two teams. So I'm just wondering what the what does this mean moving forward, I guess? Yeah, you know, someone asked me the question. They, they said, is it good for the ACC that this has happened? And I think the, the common sense answer is no, it's not good for Clemson to be down. Uh, but yes, it's good for other teams to be up. And so when you look at it that way, if Clemson has to be, uh, you know, the quote unquote sacrificial lamb for a year, uh, you know, then that's what it is. And, and these teams, uh, you know, have, have just been really, really solid this year. Now, we, of course, know, uh, you know, Clemson handled Wake readily uh, and was able to do do the things that they needed. But that was the only loss that Wake Forest ha has on their schedule in conference. So it's something that it's interesting to look at. Um, when, when you take it that way, but I, I don't think there's any question the Tigers will be right back next year. 
Well, all right. So you're, of course, a, a Clemson guy, but now you're a, a, a neutral analyst with that, that also bleeds orange and purple. So, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, this year, uh, you know, somewhat of a down year, just according to their standards, you know, three losses, not used to, to seeing that. Uh, what did you make of kind of how the season finished up for them and, and then even how the fans responded to this season? What, what did you make of all that? Yeah, well, it's super interesting, man, when you're on top of the mountain for so long. If there's any stumble at all, it's mass chaos. And everybody, what's wrong? What's going on? What's happening? We need to fire this coach. We need to move this coach. What's this guy doing? Uh, it, it, it is comical from from you know my perspective, being a former player uh, and now covering this sport the way that I do. And, man, just, just looking at it, just, I don't know, pe- people do not know how to handle adversity. And, and it's so evident uh, and those that do are most likely going to be more successful. And you've seen Clemson this year, man. Honestly, I think this is one of Dabo Sweeney's better coaching jobs that he's ever done. Uh, a team that could have just fell by the wayside after starting the season with, with a loss to Georgia uh, and, and then coming into NC State and taking another loss there. Um, th- this team's not used to that. They're not used to having multiple losses on their record. They're not definitely not used to having three. And the Tigers have only gotten better since the end of October. Since, you know, November, they're averaging 38-plus points a game. The offense has, you know, really just found out their identity, who they are, what they want to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think it is interesting that in a down year, they have an opportunity to finish top 15 in the country and with 10 wins after a bowl game. So that there's there's programs out there that certainly would take that any day of the week for their best year, not to say that it's the Tigers' down year. See, that, that's why I want the expanded playoff because there are teams like Clemson that just start playing better at the end of the year. You get them into that kind of situation, and, and they can make some noise. So uh, where do you come out on the, the expansion? I, I love it, man. I, I think that there's certainly a right way to do it uh, just because of all the examples that we've seen throughout time. I mean, there was a Georgia team – you know, 10 years ago or so that Coach Rick was coaching that, you know, they lost a couple of games early and then won like 11 straight. And I don't think there's any question that, you know, if those guys got a chance, they're beating anybody in the country. But because of the two losses, they were never even in contention for the BCS. So would love to see, you know, really what this thing could look like. I think you have to take a couple of games away. You know, you take away some of these FCS, these, you know, just not so much matter games and just do it on the back end. You've got a really good product, and and I think that's where we're trending, uh, and it's it's going to be exciting to see how we're taking the best product on the field, and we're going to make it just a little bit better. Yeah. So I, I when I was at App State, we were an FCS school, so I'm I'm fine taking those games away because now App can remain that that go to upset. Right. So, so take those games away. I'm I'm okay with that. That's um, right. That's right. All right. So so this week, you know, the, the the big topic, of course, we're excited about the games this weekend, but but throughout the week, being able to talk about all these coaching changes and and just the the crazy coaching carousel, it's moment by moment, you know, reading through the the rumors and all that that's going on. So I want to ask you about this, but I want you to look at it from three different perspectives. I'm curious your opinion from three different perspectives. So first, as a former player, what do you you how, what do you take away from the way coaches are leaving? and how they're leaving their players in many ways high and dry. So from that perspective, what, what have you made of, of what's been going on? 
it's it's nuts to see man and it, it's been happening as long as as time i mean this is nothing new it, it is interesting how you know some folks are, are maybe putting a little bit more emphasis on it this year than not maybe because of the caliber of coach and, and program that it's happening uh but this has been going on for a long time and, and it, it is disheartening it stinks uh I, I can only think to imagine how you feel in that moment. A guy that you trusted, a guy that you, you know, have, have made a life altering decision to go and play for and play with uh, decides he's just going to leave and, and he's going to go somewhere else. And so it's something that, you know, at the end of the day, sure. You, you have to worry about yourself and, and Lincoln Riley and coach Kelly, you know, they have to worry about their families and what's best for them and their situation. But man, you're affecting a hundred plus other young men, uh, dozens of coaches and their fans. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of repercussions with these decisions, and uh, it, it's been crazy to see. Um, the, the the thing that hurts me the most, that gets me fired up the most, is the fact that you know the players learn via social media before they hear from the man himself. And, and I think that, you know, that that's really disheartening. I think it's very telling about who you are as a person. And, uh, you know, ultimately it, it'll work out the way it does. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know how that happens. I, I like, how does, how does social media find out? It's just, yeah, yeah that's, that's a wild agents, aspect. man. Agents. They're, agents. they're crazy people. Agents. <laughs> agents are the ones. Okay. That's who we blame. So then the other aspect of it, just as an analyst, what fit do you like the best or, or what even uh, decision was most intriguing to you? LSU, Notre Dame, USC, and a number of others. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Riley at USC is going to be very interesting. I mean, is he going to have the ability to wake up this sleeping giant that for years has been dormant, that, you know, is a blue blood of the sport that are we talking playoff next year? I mean, what are we looking at with this team? And then when they have the coach and the vision and the proven success, I mean, Heisman Trophy winners, first overall draft picks, I mean, the, the guy oozes with success when you look at what he's been able to do and now having some you know commits already decommit from Oklahoma and go into Southern Cal as soon as you know he gets there and, and so it, it's going to be a very interesting ripple effect uh in the power struggle of college football to to see okay playoff time is USC right back in that mix how long does it take it, it's going to be very intriguing to see and then um you know just really to look at the two headliners there for a coach to leave Notre Dame, uh, which has never, ever been done, I do not Crazy. think, to go to another coaching job is nuts to me. The fact that this team also might make a playoff in the next four days. They might be in, and they don't have a head coach. I mean, it's it's nuts, Bryce, to look at the, oh, the decisions made. It, it's absolutely crazy. I, I, yeah, that's the one for me that is just – really doesn't all, all add up until you start hearing about, you know, the contract and what he maybe wanted at Notre Dame and all that. But just – yeah, but on the surface, it's – it's a, a, that was a wild breaking news alert for sure. Um, all right, so the third perspective, I'm, I'm wondering just from a, a fan of college football. So you said, oh, it's the best sport in the, in the, on the planet or uh, the world, whatever you said. But the, for fans that, that see this, that see coaches leaving – and now the transfer portal being what what it is and guys announcing, hey, we're leaving. Where does this leave fans? Do we still embrace and love the sport for, for what it is? And, and how do we adapt to the changing of, of the sport? Throw in realignment and right. some of that as well. It depends. Am I talking to an Oklahoma fan or a Southern Cal fan? Southern Cal's jacked up. They're, they're excited, man. They got the, the great end of the bargain. So I think it, it just comes with the territory. It just comes with the situation. I mean, I look at, at a school like Florida, 
who just signed Billy Napier. I think that is going to be a home run hire. Super excited for Coach Napier and and just what he can do. So if you're Florida, you're feeling great. I mean, you're you're excited about it. Um, you're excited about the opportunity to to have a, a a new leader to you know really get your team going in the right direction. Transfer portal. I think that we as a society and as a fan base, we're going to become more numb to it. It's just a part of it, you know, in the day and age where, you know, there's good things, there's bad things. Um, I, as, as, you know, kind of personally, am, you know, I, I write a fine line with the transfer portal because I think that there certainly are situations where a coach leaves. Uh, you've been there four years and you just can't get on the field. Uh, you maybe get out recruited. Uh, at the end of the day, it just wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right situation for you. I think those are all good reasons to to have the opportunity to go somewhere else. You come in, you you play for a year, you're not getting enough playing time. You want to go somewhere else? That's not it. I don't think that you've given enough time to grow. I don't think you've given the opportunity for for any kind of story, you know, to be developed for yourself. And we've seen so many great ones. Um, I'll even throw myself into that, you know, being a guy that it took four years to consistently get on the field. I could have transferred as a sophomore and went, you know, somewhere else because I wasn't getting a quote unquote fair shake or I wasn't getting an opportunity, but I didn't. And I think it was a tremendous story and, you know, something that I wouldn't trade for anything for, for the you know year and a half of, of great playing time that I did at Clemson that, you know, nowadays I just don't know if that story will get the opportunity to exist um, and, and the different things that we are being taught uh, for whatever reason, why I'm not playing, why this is happening, that there's always a, a greater purpose, as you and I both know. So I, I am saddened by the fact that we'll probably see that less and less actually happen. Yeah. So as you think back to that season of your your life or a couple seasons there where you're waiting to play, waiting to get on the field, what what did you learn during that time? What was the benefit of that of that time i just saw the kurt warner movie american underdog and he was a guy that, that had to wait and you know that's like the the pinnacle of of the underdog waiting story but but you're right that that type of story if you just leave as soon as you're not playing it, it that goes away so but for you what was the what was that story like yeah i think just growing as a person you know relationships that i made at clemson during my time you know found my wife there if, if i would have left i would not have you know because i was certainly after and and while i was kind of going through that transition and and you know the the people that i met the the lessons that you learn of adversity that you will inevitably face all throughout your life you, you can't just get up and leave you can't just get up and take your ball home in life when when things happen and so i think that you know, just learning that in a controlled environment that is college and, and college football just ha- has helped me immensely, you know, in life and, and that working hard matters. If, if you're not getting playing time, get recommitted, you know, work harder, get bigger, get faster, stronger, understand the playbook better because they're, they're not just sitting a guy on the sideline because he's the best option. I promise you that no <laughs> coach has ever done that. And, and so you, it really just makes you take this, you know, internal look at yourself and, and stand in front of that mirror and say, am I doing all that I can do to get on this field? And, and I think that's a very valuable lesson to learn in life with, with anything, with your job, with your family, with raising children, with being a, a husband or wife. Um, am I doing everything I can do to be my best? And I just don't think that, you know, they're, they're young men and women are going to really be able to fully get that story with the ease of, I'm going to just take my ball and go somewhere else. 
Yeah. And then the, the old cliche, it's, you know, grass is greener and, and that mentality right. seeps in as well. And that's not always the, the, the right. truth. That's right. So, and uh, there's certainly situations. Don't hear me. I, I, I ride this line, guys. I truly yeah. do. because I think it's a great tool, but I certainly think that the, more often than not, just people leave before they really should. Yes. No, I totally agree. When, when coaches, there's a, a bunch of reasons to transfer. Um, so, and even as I think just as a regular student, I had friends that transferred different schools right. and some of them had good reasons. Some of them it was like, <laughs> man, you should have, you should have stuck it out. We had a good time. We missed you. You should have left. Right. Um, but for others, it was, it was what they needed to do. Um, all right. So we'll go back to football in a, in a moment, but, but we're catching up after we probably had John last year. And, and so always enjoy hearing you know, what God's been, been doing in your life. And so as you, you reflect back on, on this year specifically, in, in what ways uh, has God been working in your life and in what ways have, have you been growing uh, this year? Yeah, man, it's been a, a great year, uh, you know, just bouncing out of one of the toughest years of all of our lives, right, with with doing with dealing with, you know, the various things that came with coronavirus, isolation, you know, not being able to be with with friends and family and, you know, just really a, a gut checking time, you know, for, for a lot of us and, and to, you know, for, for us to emerge out of that, you know, stronger, whether that's in our faith or relationships or thing of that nature, uh, we should all be very lucky, uh, you know, because it, it certainly was a, a tough time, a tough situation. Khaki, my wife and I have have actually moved. So we're in a new community in, in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, she got a new job down here and Man, it's it's been so fun to just watch her grow and watch her develop, you know, as a businesswoman and, and in this great space because you know she's a great leader and, and it's it's so fun the the different opportunities that she has been presented with and and just to, for me to you know sit back and and say go ahead go go do that go go do whatever you know you can has been so much fun to watch and you know just being able to to really invest in a new community um you know now that football season is is wrapping up we we've got a a little sprint here for about a month uh and then after that you know just for me to to be able to fully lock in you know to this community and to be here you know 7 days a week 365 for you know the, the remainder of this year and you know, really just dive in is, is so much fun to me for, for meeting new people, uh, getting plugged in and, and doing various things. So it's been a fun ride, man. And, and we're excited to, uh, you know, to be here. That's awesome. So we, we talk a lot about, you know, community on this show and, and that's a heartbeat of our, our ministry and, and wanting to see guys engage in fellowship. And that's why we've got fantasy football fellowship and <laughs> that's the, right. the, un- the unpacked lunch and, and the things that we do. And so for you, you know, going to a new part of the, well, you moved states and cities, um, <laughs> a new part of the country. You're not that far away, but, um, but, but to, to, to step into that, you know, how important is community to your, your faith and your growth and, and continuing to, you know, remain on track as a follower of Jesus. Um, and, and, and I guess the encouragement maybe for listeners today that you can share is the intentionality that it takes, that it doesn't just fall into your lap type of thing. <laughs> That's right. No, no question. I mean, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wolf, man. I'm a pack animal. I, I love being around, you know, diff- different guys and, and gals and going through different things together and hearing stories and, you know, being able to share all these different things and, and, you know, to go into a new community, it can be overwhelming. You know, you, you have this, you know, 
I won't say a rut, but things that you're used to doing when you're in a certain place. And when that's taken away or when you're taken away and you're in kind of a new spot, you kind of just looking around like, oh, my goodness, like, what do I do? How do I do this? Where do I go? Um, and, you know, I think there's various ways to, to get plugged in. You know, certainly you know, a church that you find or a couple of churches, if it takes one or two different tries that you you know get plugged in, you find new people. Uh, different groups that do different working, um, you know, throughout the community, going to to work out in gyms. I mean, I've met more people at the local YMCA that I've had 15, 30 minute conversations with uh, than, than I can remember, you know, just walking around that, you know, somebody sees you and wants to talk to you. And then, you know, you see them the next day and the next day and you start building this, you know, just different, uh, you know, support groups and fan, friend groups and, you know, things of that nature that I think that, there's times that people can be afraid of that and people can be, you know, scared to, to just number one, reach out to somebody that they see in a gym or out on the street or at lunch or something of that nature. And then number two, to, to respond and to, you know, go all out and, and just talk, just have a relationship with people. So would really encourage anybody, man, that it takes two to dance. And, and, you know, we are certainly stronger as, as a person with other people in our lives and, and community just, you know, it's, it's so important. So really excited for this next chapter uh, to get plugged in here and, and, you know, just moving forward. That, that's awesome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you. I moved last summer. So tapping into a new community myself. And so I know what that's what that's like. So uh, that's that's good stuff. Well, the other thing. So you, of course, work for the ACC Network. And a couple months ago, we had Coach Mark Richt on the show and an incredible guy and incredible story and encouragement. What kind of impact has he had on on your life? Just spending time with him and, and being able to work alongside him. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so lucky and and blessed really every day to to be able to work with a man like that and and a guy that has done so many things in this sport that you know I, I would love to be able to be a part of and to see the things that he has. I mean, he he has forgotten more football than you know I probably have the privilege to learn and to understand because he's done it and been around just some unbelievable programs and then just who he is as a man. You know how he loves his wife, how he loves his children. Um, the way he treats everybody uh, with, with so much respect and love. And, and it's uh, it really reminds me a lot of, of my grandfather and not to say he's old or anything of that nature, but just the way that, you know, he, he goes about things. I mean, everything that he does really, it, it really reminds me of him. And, and so, like I said, it's such a blessing to, you know, have such a prime example of what a man should be. You know, the, the like I said, the way that, you know, he loves his wife, talks to his wife, raises his kids. It, it's been, it's been a very cool thing for all of us to see Jordan Cornette, uh, EJ Manuel and myself, um, you know, just each and every weekend. Uh, it's been, it's been a real privilege and uh, he he's one of the absolute best. So it was funny, you know, kind of coming into this job, you know, three years ago, you hear the stories and man, he's boring. He's quiet. This is going to, this is going to be terrible, but he's hilarious. And, and he uh, does his thing. He does, you know, his, his stories that he has and, and the jokes that he tells, it, it's so much fun. So I, I've truly enjoyed, you know, these last three years and so happy this year we're back together each and every weekend. It's uh, it's just been so much fun, man. Yeah. Just a, a true inspiration, genuine faith, just the, the, the real deal from what I can gather. And so you get to be up close. Yeah. No question with them. So, uh, it, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, all right. So th- when I was thinking about you and, and thinking about all right, what you know, what's Eric all about? I can't help but think about how <laughs> joyful and smiley you are, and so you're just you're fun to be around, and and it, you, you bring a 
uh, a presence to, to wherever you go. We've had you at the golf tournament over the years, and so that's always been fun. But I'm just curious, when people ask you, hey, why, why are you smiling all the time? Why, why are you so, so happy? What, what's your response to that? Yeah, man, I think it, it's very easy um, in this life to have a woe is me attitude, to, to, to not bring that energy, to not set a tempo. And, and that's something that, man, I, I just that's the way I was raised. That's the way I've grown up. And, and you know, my parents, my father uh, specifically, just just making sure that you have that attitude and you understand that in, at the end of the day, uh, you look down at your hands, you look down at your wrists and there's no holes there. You look down at your feet. There's no holes there. Someone already paid that price, you know, for you. And so there is no bad day. There is nothing that we can go through that, you know, is not already written, is not already done. And, you know, that ultimate sacrifice is, is really been made there. And so for me, it's just, let's go have fun. Let's, let's have a great time and, and, you know, love each other and respect each other and, you know, really give all the energy that we can into what we're doing and get it going in a certain way. And, man, it, it, I think that that has helped me a lot you know, in, in just various situations that you get in where, you know, you can help encourage people and you can help, you know, get people going in the right direction. And when we're all doing it together, as bad as it might be, as much as it might stink, uh, as long as we're doing it together, hundred miles an hour in one direction, uh, we, we can figure it out. Amen, man. That, that's a powerful statement. You look down at the end of the day and go, Oh, do I have any holes in my hand and right. my feet? Gosh, man, that's awesome. I never heard that. That's really yeah. in that way. So that's a, that's a cool, uh, thought i just got to pause there for a second and soak that in that's really good man that's really good yeah the, the colonel brings it he brings it every time yeah. he, he tells you something gosh that's that's neat man well all right let's uh we'll, we'll wrap things up here uh love having eric on it's a busy week for him we got the acc championship coming up this weekend along with all the other championship games my app state mountaineers are, are fighting for the sun that's right come on Hey, you're playing a team without a coach too, buddy. Y'all, y'all probably feeling really good about this weekend. <laughs> well, so what was, someone told me that Billy Napier was going to try to coach. Is that so? He's not. So I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know, they're I don't know if I would want him to coach, right? I mean, would you want a guy who's leaving you? I don't know. I mean, maybe one last hurrah. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird spot. And then I saw today Bob Stoops is getting paid over three hundred thousand dollars to coach one game. What a deal! What a deal! Hey, Oklahoma, I'm available. I'll take half. Yeah, that's all I'm that's telling it. you. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, no, I wanted to ask you about one of your former teammates, Hunter Renfro. I mean, what a year he's having. So, of course, I'm a fancy football guy. I've got him on one of my teams. Uh, eight catches, 134 yards the other day. I, my guess is you're not surprised, or are you surprised at how well he's playing in the NFL? I'm, I'm not, man. It, it's so funny to, to just see what he looks like and how he's able to do what he does. I, I mean, I don't think he lifts any weights still. You know, I would see him in college kind of, you know, picking up a, a 10 pounder, doing a couple curls and then sliding out. And somehow this man, is, he just, he obliterates guys. I mean, there's nothing you can do to try to stop him. He's so quick. He just knows how to run routes in a way that it's unstoppable. It's like, I'm going to do everything I can to get to this spot Derek's going to throw it right there and everything in between. I don't know. It might change from play to play. And so it's so fun to watch him, man. I remember back the, the first time I ever saw Hunter uh, was actually way back in the summer of like 2014, maybe, maybe 13. Um, 
And we, we're, you know, in summertime, we don't wear like necessarily team issued stuff, you know, for skills and gr- skills and drills or, or at least all the same. So everybody's out there in purple and orange. It could vary what it what it actually is. And, you know, there's there's support staff out there as well, like trainers, um, medical folks, all, all these different things. And so Hunter is holding a water bottle in his hand. Uh, I've never met him, never seen him. And I think he's like a water boy. And so I go up to him and I'm just like, Hey, can you, can you hand me that? And the way it wasn't like demeaning, it wasn't mean or anything like that, but it's probably just not the way that you would ask a teammate for it. And so one of the, he like hands it to me. And so this other guy like looks at me, he's like, why'd you say whatever? And I was like, what are you talking about? Just ask for some water. And he was like, bro, that's like one of our teammates. And I was like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? What what does he, what does he play? Is he kicker? And he's like, no, he's a wide receiver. And listen, I'm used to Sammy Watkins, Tron Pete, DeAndre Hopkins, Martavis, like these dogs. And then I have little Hunter Renfro. I'm like, what are you, what are we talking about here? But he's just, he's freaky. I mean, he, he just is so good at what he does. And of course, later that day, I would go on to see that. And man, you, you talk about don't judge a book by his cover. He is the epitome of that. And man, what a fun player to watch when when he gets it done. Absolutely. Oh, I, I yeah, I can't help but cheer for him and the big hit he had earlier this year. Yeah, unbelievable. He's a safety too. Who knew? Who knew? Oh, it was incredible. So, uh, no, that's a great story. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you about that. That's uh, that's funny. That's good stuff. Well, Eric, man, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the bowl season, and then we get the playoffs. So, a lot of football still left and and so we'll be watching on ACC Network. And uh, man, keep up the great work. Keep smiling. Keep representing the Lord, man. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for coming on, unpacking it. No doubt, Bryce. Thank you so much, man. Love to see all this, bro. Y'all are killing it as well. This is awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Definitely. Well, there's Eric McLean joining us here on Unpacking It on the MetaShare guest line. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're back in the Unpacking the Studio, and I want to unpack the one incredible comment that he shared with us. And I don't know, just it hit me in a, a powerful way. And and I mentioned it during the, the interview, but just this idea of where where, do, where does your joy come from? And you know, that, I, I was curious. I wanted to kind of set him up, but I didn't know it was going to go there necessarily. But he smiles all the time. And why does he do that? Because this mentality of, all right, at the end of the day, if I look down, do I have holes in in my wrist? No. Somebody already paid the price for me. And that's the reality that Jesus died on the cross for you and I. So how do we approach each day with joy? We remember and understand that Jesus died for us he rose again. He gives us eternal life. And so we live from that. Like that's, that's, that's our reality. And so if our eternity is taken care of, the punishment for sin is taken care of, well, of course we smile. Of course we're filled with joy. And it's just amazing, you know, we, and I'm guilty of this, that, you know, we, we very easily get, you know, down and frustrated and like that becomes our dominant emotion or just kind of status 
And and it's like, so when I think of Eric, it's like, man, dude, this guy's joyful and happy and fun and just upbeat. Like, that's how I want to be. And so how do you do it? You, you continue to understand and reflect on the gospel, the truth that Jesus is the one that had, you know, and, and you say this, like, it's all, yeah, you got holes in his arm. But think about that. The holes in his arm, in his hands, right? It's really his wrists. Um and, and, you know, on, on his feet and the set, you know, there were seven piercings uh, or seven kind of wounds uh, from what I understand. Um, you know, you think about those, man, that's like, gosh, it just, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking to myself right now, um, which is usually what this, this time is. So if you, for those of you that are loyal enough to stick through the interview, you allow me to process, you know, kind of what God, what God did during the interview how it speaks to me, and I just try to bring it up again to hopefully you know hit it home and encourage you uh, as well. But you know, I'm I'm a pretty upbeat, fun guy. I I can be, uh, but I also can be the frustrated and ah yeah well things are good, but you know there's always a but. It's like yeah well I'm I'm trying to I'm working on this. I want this to happen. I want this to change, and some of those things can steal my joy, and so. In those, in those moments, in those seasons, we have to start, end our day, remind ourselves during, during the day, not lose sight or lose focus of, man, my eternity is taken care of. The punishment of sin has been taken care of for me through Jesus. And if we have received this free gift of salvation, received his grace, received his forgiveness, received his power, his love that's in, in us, then let's live from that. Let's live in response to what has been done for us. And, and the response when we really understand and think about it is joy and smiles. And we did talk, I guess it was with Brian Anderson. Sometimes we get the happy, happy, joy, joy Christian. And, and so to me, sometimes that, which it's like, oh, wait, that's a negative thing? No, it's just this fine line of being over the top or being unrealistic or, you know, sometimes when our head is in the clouds. Now, we want to have an eternal perspective. And, and so, but we're also here in a broken world. We have to acknowledge the brokenness, acknowledge the things that, that are frustrating. But then we, we operate with joy and, and, and smiles, right? And so it doesn't mean that we... We never have moments of discouragement, and, and there are things that should not make us happy. And so sometimes, oh, you know, don't worry about anything. Well, true, we don't worry, but we still have to address certain issues. And so the idea of happy, happy, woo, woo, every single second, oh, you know, that's, that's almost taking it too far. So hopefully you understand the difference in kind of what I'm after, what I, I desire, Um and so not that Eric's perfect and anything, but he's just a good example of, man, there's a, there's a happy, fun guy. Um, it's not like he's sitting there smiley the whole time where it's like, dude, are, are you okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the, I think we know the difference. I, I think we know the difference. We don't want the gloom guy. I, was, I saw I caught a little of SNL the other day. They had like a Thanksgiving special, and it was Debbie Downer, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's always funny. So that's like the other side of it, where it's just like always Debbie Downer. It's like if we know Jesus, we can't be Debbie Downer. That's not that's not the route to go. And then we can't be so delusional and and not face the reality of hurting people, brokenness in this world. And that should grieve us. That should cause us righteous anger. That should cause 
you know, a genuine, heartfelt frustration, compassion. And so if somebody's sharing with us the pain that they're going through, we don't sit there smiley and, hey, man, don't worry, man, everything's going to be fine. No, we, we, we approach it in the, in the right demeanor. And sometimes, you know, not everything is fine this side of heaven. Now, ultimately, yeah, hey, listen, we have hope because of what Jesus did on the cross, because we look down and go, well, I'm not the one that had to have those wounds. Jesus did. So he paid the price for me. And so we do go back to that. That's our anchor. That's our, that's our foundation, the cross of Christ. And that's what we cling to. And, and, and again, that gives us hope. That gives us joy. And, hey, I'm smiling through the microphone. <laughs> and hopefully you are as you're listening and you're doing your workout right now. You're driving in the car. Smile. Smile genuinely. Jesus loves you and he died for you. And, and what a wonderful reality that is. Thanks to Eric McLean for joining us here on Unpacking It, presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast, presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.